The off season is here. It's free agent season. It's draft season. Today, we're focusing on those free agents, which 49ers should be brought back, which 49ers might the team let walk in the 2022 offseason. We'll start with the offensive side of the ball today, offensive free agents and some other uh, interesting things happening around the league if we have time to get to those. But today, offensive free agents with those San Francisco 49ers coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you once again at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Today's episode brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents or more per gallon cash back on your First tank, Croc. We're talking free agents on today's program. Are you, are you going in mirror mode, or are you going? Okay, you're going. We're going to stay. It kept, right. It keeps flipping on me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it does that. It keeps your camera keeps going mirror on you because you got to be able to read Crocker number six in the background. Number three. Who's number three? USC jersey is that? By the way, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. That's right. Okay, Carson Palmer, number three. USC. Love it. Um. Kyler Murray stripping his Arizona Cardinal mentions from his bio and his and all the social social media. Does that work? Like, I'm not in touch with the kids these days with the social. Is that like a big diss? Is that is that irreparable damage now? Uh, it does it mean nothing. I feel like that hasn't worked. Uh, didn't didn't um Trey Sermon did it. Trey Sermon did it this season. It's like okay, cool. Like it it, it doesn't matter at all, right? It's not like the Cardinals are going to be trading. <laughs> Kyler Murray, right? He's throwing a tantrum. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, and he's kind of baby size, so I guess <laughs> you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of um, makes sense a little bit. But no, no, you know, I, I wonder what it is going on. Maybe it's nothing. You know, it could be nothing. But typically, a guy just doesn't remove everything pertaining to his team for no reason at all. And you know, when you look at Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, that's the guy that was like, hey, you know, I want him. You know, they got rid of Josh Rosen, who wasn't very good, yeah. but they got rid of Rosen, like didn't even give Rosen a chance because Cliff Kingsbury came in and went to handpick his guy. And it was him. So I feel like they've kind of, you know, built an offense around his skill set and some of the things that he does well. But you you you've heard different things about him and his leadership or or lack thereof. And everyone said that it kind of got better last year, but when you do something like this, you're the quarterback. You're, you're the face of the team. You're supposed to be the ultimate leader. And again, it might not be anything, but it just it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. You're supposed to be the leader of the team, but also what's his gripe? You know, it's sort of a, it's a strange, very strange thing. And he did it while he's at the Pro Bowl. So people in his ear, he's talking with some people. Oh, I want to go play with this guy. He's my buddy. I want to go play with another team. Maybe something like that. I don't know. But hey. Drama in the NFC West, that only helps the 49ers. So, yeah, have fun. Yeah, go ahead and trade Kyler Murray, and, and we'll see how that goes for the Arizona Cardinals. But, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely not happening. I, I saw some uh, Tampa Bay people saying, uh, I guess he left, like, two pictures up on his social media, and one of them, it was like, it was, it was, like, Mike, it was like Mike Evans or something. Oh, and, that's you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he took away everything Cardinals-related, but he had a photo of him at the Pro Bowl with Mike Evans. Texas guy. What would it cost? What would it cost to get, you know, to trade for Kyler Murray? Because he is, he's clearly extremely talented. 
oh, he's one of the more talented quarterbacks more, in the NFL. But whatever teams would be offering for Russell Wilson, add like an extra first, probably. Just but I, I feel like he's a headache, though. Like, you know, if, remember when he was coming out and it almost was like they didn't prepare him very well for the interviews that he was going to have to that have? Was just, I, that's kind of his personality. I, he's always been a little aloof like that. And it's like you ask him a question and it's like, are you going to answer it? Like, you, you want to <laughs> snap, snap out of it. Wake up. Answer the question. Especially when he was drafted. It's like sitting around waiting for his dad to answer for him kind of thing. You know, so there, yeah. he does have an interesting personality. Who knows? Maybe maybe it's something that's not conducive to winning in the NFL. I don't think I wouldn't go that far. He's super talented. So I'm sure teams would be lining up to trade for him. And, and the Cardinals could get a ton in return. If it turns out they don't like him either. But it sounds like he doesn't like the Cardinals right now for some it, whatever reason. I don't know. I'm not 23 I, I, and, and do, playing that social media game. So I, I don't even know what to think about it. I think a lot of it, and, and this has to do with really just everyone, right? And there was a reason why when Trey Lance was coming out, I had tweeted out before he was drafted, if there's any quarterback I think that's going to be successful or the most successful in this class is going to be Trey Lance because I, I was able to find out the person that he was, like who he was inside, his mentality, you know, how he dealt with people, handled people. Uh, you know, how he took on, you know, took into like coaching and, and wanting to improve and wanting to get better. And I've seen a lot of guys, I've been in NFL locker rooms that, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not right here, it, you know, it's not saying it's all for nothing, but there's going to be a lot of different bumps in the road and have to deal with things like this, you know, and, and like I said, it just might be his personality or whatever that's going on. But you look at Trey Lance and he's, at least now, he's been the opposite. Matter of fact, he went through a whole season where, hey, I'm drafted number three overall. And, well, I got to sit behind this guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then at the end of it, come out and say, man, I, I made a best friend forever. You know, like, he's just different. And I'd rather have to deal with that personality and get the most out of that as opposed to maybe somebody like Kyler Murray. From what we've seen from Kyler Murray, it just seems a little bit more difficult. It's the true bust factor in the NFL. It's not because of talent. It's how you're wired. It's it's how you're built from the neck up. These guys are all talented physically. The thing that you the thing that busts you, especially as a quarterback and, and pretty much any position in the NFL, is you're not wired right upstairs. You can't handle the pressure. You don't want to work because you got to outwork everybody uh, to stay on top. So uh, that's that's why when we have said we were asked the question in the past. Trey Lance, you can fix the accuracy. Let, let's say he's not accurate enough next year. You can fix that if he's wired right. If he works on it, right? That's not the thing that he's gonna that's gonna bust a player out of the league. It's how you're, it's how you're wired from the neck up. Yeah. So that's pretty important. Uh, let's talk free agents. Let's start with the number one most important free agent. I think on the offensive side of the ball, we're gonna focus on offense. We'll come back Thursday and do defense after a winky Wednesday. Then probably do some Super Bowl preview stuff and make our official picks for the Super Bowl. Even though you know the 49ers aren't in it, Niners fans had a couple of weeks to get over that, so hopefully it's okay and they'll feel all right with us talking a little bit about Super Bowl 56. Even though the 49ers did not make it, and Croc and I are not on a radio row, I did get a little jealous. Croc, did you get a little jealous? Yeah, See, I had to put the tweet yeah. out, and yeah. I mean those were real tears. You know, I put the little tears emoji, but that was real tears seeing it all set up and knowing. We should be there. That we were be 10 minutes away. Not even 10 minutes. I don't even know how long, but we were we were close. Right. We should have been there. One play away. Jaquaski Tart. Field the punt. Oh, and pain. we're in Los Angeles right now. They were one play away. I'm not just putting that on Tart, by the way. Who's a free agent? We'll talk about him on Thursday. Um, but anybody needed to make one play. Jimmy, uh, Elijah Mitchell, the offensive line blocks somebody, don't run into each other, right? Uh, the, the two guards playing bumper boats. Um, yeah, 
make a play 49ers and croc and i are at radio row right now doing this podcast with the fancy locked on mic flags and in the backdrop it, it looks like a fun time but hey next year we got we got plenty of those we'll, we'll be at plenty next of super year. bowl trailings right yeah go trailing let's, let's come back we'll jump into the offensive side of the ball free agents starting with a certain left guard that i think is probably going to be a priority to re-sign this off season if you want to bet on things like the super bowl you can find all the odds props lines and more at betonline.net as football continues toward the big game betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just about football i know it's about football every single day here on the locked on network and on locked on 49ers but there's other sports you can bet on at bet online up-to-the-minute info, pro and college hoops, in-game stuff, NHL, boxing, UFC, live real-time updates of current games, and casino games as well. So you can bet on a game, then go play some poker or blackjack and come back and check on your winnings from the sport and game you bet on at betonline.net. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for 2022 Bet Online, where the game starts. Want a little extra cash, maybe to, to bet? You can find some extra cash every time you get gas. Every single tank, you can get cash back with the Get Upside app. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get up to 25 cents or more per gallon on your first tank with promo code TOUCHDOWN and the Get Upside app. Just download the app for free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for that 25 cents or more per gallon. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two, $300 a year in cash back, and there is no catch. It is super easy. You open the app, find the gas station you want to go to, select that offer, and go get cash back after you fill up. It goes right into your account. You can cash out anytime from your GetUpside account into your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon card, whatever you want. So just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that $0.25 cents per gallon or more. Cash back on your first tank. Promo code touchdown with the Get Upside app. By the way, Super Week brought to you by Get Upside. No better place to get your coverage of the big game than the Locked On Network. Locked On NFL folks are going to be there at Radio Row. Locked On Bengals folks, Locked On Rams. Guys are in LA all week long covering the big game. Croc and I, though, are not. A little sad reading that one, Croc, because we are not there, but we will be there. We'll be there soon. We, we might, the 49ers might be losers on the field, but we are winners in the Locked On Podcast uh, arena because we, once again, were the top podcast on the network when it Point. pertains to not the Rams. So we're still, not we're still winners. Bengals. You can we're have your winners. fancy Super Bowl, Locked On 49ers, the number one ranked podcast on the network this week. So yes, we got for us, And last week, we were the highest uh, listened to ever in the network. That was the highest week oh, the, that the they had ever done. Yes, yeah. so thank you, fans. And by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, the thumbs up, the bell, all those things. Tell a friend about Lockdown 49ers. We appreciate all you making us your first listen every single day. The 49ers have an estimated you know, a little under $5 million over the cap going into the offseason. They're out of money over the cap going into the offseason, according to overthecap.com, which is where all the numbers are going to come from on today's show. Uh, shout out to our friends at over the cap. So 49ers over the cap currently going into the offseason. No money to spend, but they can free up a little over $20 million 
um, or 25 total, but that'll get get them under into the black from the red. $20 million or so after trading Jimmy Garoppolo, which is one of the key reasons they have to trade him. They can have some other restructures, do some other things, maybe cut some guys if they need to, to maneuver that cap money and, and get themselves in a better spot. So they will have some money to spend, probably not enough to go shopping out on the free agent market. We'll talk about some free agents the Niners could bring in, but they've got to take care of their own first. So around $20 million to start, maybe some restructures, maybe end up with a little bit more. On the offensive side of the ball, the guy that made the most money last year that is up for free agency this year, Croc, is starting left guard Lakin Tomlinson. 30 years old, he was making $5.5 million last year, probably be asking for a raise. So question is, can you afford to pay a guard somewhere between six and, I don't know, $8 million per year. I don't know what the numbers are going to be for Lake and Tomlinson, but it's a priority to me, but you're already paying your left tackle as much as any left tackle in the league. Mike McGlinchey on his fifth-year option is not going to be cheap at the right side. You've got Alex Mack, if he decides to come back, who's uh, you know n- not super cheap either at center. So you need to have resources to spread around. And like the 49ers for sure don't want to get worse. And you're probably trying to get better at left guard. It's going to get better on the offensive line in total. It's hard to get better if you let Lake and Tomlinson walk, right? Pro bowler, man. You you, got to keep him around. And I think he's extremely steady. Matter of fact, more times than not, you didn't have to worry about the left guard. Now you can pick a play here and there uh, from every game and say, oh, this is why you don't bring him back. But if you just look at it like overall how good Lake and Tomlinson was, he's been good. And not just this year. I mean, it's been a couple years now he's been playing at a really good level. So you definitely don't want to create more holes on that offensive line. You, you want to figure out how to work around, you know, obviously bringing him back, but fix other spots. You know, uh, Aaron Banks, you know, we talk about the cap space. Him being good makes a huge difference. Because if you have McGlinchey coming back, which hopefully he's going to be okay. I mean, they're talking about he tore something off the bone or so. I mean, that is, did not sound good. <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah, the... The track record for his torn quad, and I had a friend uh, who, she was a soccer player at Chico State when I was living in Chico and, and going to college. She tore her quad playing soccer, and it, it tore up her career, and it was the nastiest injury I've ever seen. Like Even after it healed, her quad, instead of being like normal quad muscles, you know how you kind of got a yeah. two quad muscles and one on each side? It, instead of going straight down her leg like quad muscles usually do, like a, you know, like a, a uh, like the underside of a boat almost, it went like this, and then where it was torn in the middle went down and then came back. It was almost like it, it is like it, it doesn't heal back like this. It held it healed back with like a hole in the area where it was torn. It was pretty crazy. Oh uh, yeah, that is, it doesn't sound very like, ideal. So that, no, that's big. Injury. We don't know what he's gonna be like coming back. I mean, obviously, like even when he was fully healthy. It was like, oh, okay, he's solid. A really good run blocker. Really good. But, you know, it was like, oh, okay, maybe we could potentially do better. And I think fans want it more, at least from the pass blocking perspective. But you're talking about him with a torn quad. Now he's kind of hampered a little bit. We'll see how it recovers. That's something to keep an eye on. But that's a lot of money. You know, they picked well, up that the fifth-year option. The, the fifth-year option was already picked up, so you can't right. undo so it's, it's guaranteed now. They changed the way. Because it used to be you would pick up the fifth-year option, but you still had time to cut time. the player before the next year came around, before the new league year started or whatever it was. Uh, but now once you pick up that option, it's guaranteed. So they're locked into McGlinchey <laughs> and hoping they're going to get him back. So they have to have some reserves at, at right tackle. And Tom Com- Tom Compton is um, 
probably, uh, first of all, a free agent. And is he going to be your first choice to be the backup there? Is it going to be Jalen Moore? Do you need Jalen Moore to be the left guard if Lakin Tomlinson walks? And oh, by the, and look, Mike McDaniel think he's going to be offering some money to Lakin Tomlinson. They need to fix their offensive line in Miami. So offensive line in the league. And yeah, they have, from my understanding, plenty of money. Um, Daniel Brunskill, also a free agent, but he's a restricted free agent. So that makes it much more likely that he'll be brought back by the 49ers. So th- there could be some problems if, if Lake and Tomlinson goes and Alex Mack decides to hang him up and McGlinchey doesn't recover from his quad. Niners could be in trouble up front. So I almost think they have to, they have to sign Lake and Tomlinson because yeah. the depth that they already have, and they need to add more depth and, and probably draft another player or two uh, for the offensive line. Those guys need to be ready to plug some other holes that the 49ers could possibly have at center and in right tackle. So you don't want to create a new hole at left guard. So Lake and Tomlinson to me is a big priority. And here's the number that really tells the story for Lake and Tomlinson. He may not be the best left guard in the league, but he's pretty darn good. The Niners have been so solid on the left side with he and Trent Williams and with Joe Staley before him. 100% of the snaps. How many snaps did Lake and Tomlinson play? 100%. Every single snap. That's oh. the dependability. That's what you need at left guard. That's what Lake, Lake and Tomlinson is. And you look down the list at some other big free agents for the 49ers. None of them played close to 100% of the snaps. So pretty important right. there. Very important. Raheem Mostert. What do the 49ers do with Raheem Mostert? What is Raheem Mostert going to make coming off his season-ending injury last year? He had two carries. I think they both went for 10 yards. Like, that's the season he could have had last year. He's so explosive. Of course, you want Raheem Mostert back. I just tend to, by the way, looking at snap percentage, 0.4% of the snaps Raheem Mostert played last year. (laughs) 0.2% per snap on offense, apparently. Um, Raheem Mostert, you can't pay him hardly anything. So he it's, it just seems like Raheem Mostert will get more money from another team. Maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Jets, right? Uh, there's a number of teams that can Dolphins. Run back. So I, I was on the Dolphins podcast in, in this morning, and they were asking a, a lot about Mike McDaniel and, and the run mm-hmm. schemes and things like that and talking about, you know, will they potentially draft a running back? And I was like, maybe that's the case. But if I'm them, I look into Raheem Mostert. And, and I said, listen – and this is going to sound crazy a little bit, but this is the closest thing to Chris Johnson I've ever seen. And the only reason that the only thing that's keeping him away from being a consistent 1500 yard back is his health. If he's healthy and he has the carries and the opportunities, I mean, he's running for 1500 and especially you put him, if they can get their offensive line, right. You get him in for the cheap. Like that's the only running back. You not only running back you need in Miami, but, that, that would be a big help. Like, he can score anytime he touches the rock. So, you know, it is it is a little unfortunate, the injuries he's had to deal with, you know, especially this late in his career where he already was a guy, seven teams in like seven or five years or whatever it was, and then found a home with 49ers. And then, oh, yeah, we're going to get you the rock. You're going to be our full-time guy, two plays in, injury. Can you imagine if 49ers had him all season as well as Elijah Mitchell and using Mitchell as more of a spell guy? Like, I mean, that would be that would be ideal. I love that you brought up Chris Johnson because some people might be scoffing at that idea. Probably not 49ers fans because they know how good and how explosive Raheem Mostert is. Raheem Mostert's career yards per carry, 5.7 career yards per carry, which is astronomical. Chris Johnson's career at yards per carry is 4.5, which is also really good for a guy who's, you know, had a 10-year career. 
But to put it into perspective, Chris Johnson, CJ2K, in 2009, his second year in the league, he rushed for 2,000 yards. His yards per carry was 5.6. That's lower than Raheem Mostert's career yards per carry. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, closest thing, like just how he outruns angles. You know, they they have kind of this little upright, you know, a little nimbleness. I think Chris Johnson had a, a little bit more shiftiness to him, but I, I thought Mostert started to really kind of take that on the more comfortable he got carrying the rock. He was just getting better and better. And, then, I mean, we saw it the first two carries for the 49ers this year, two carries, 20 yards, and it's just looking like, all right, here we go. I mean, this is this is the guy, and he just does it so effortlessly. And, oh, man, I mean, this is the last time we saw him this year. So that would be a huge get for Miami. Hopefully the 49ers can bring him back to some capacity because, yeah. you know, hey, I'd rather have him sharing the rock, even if he's a spellback, than Debo Samuel because essentially right. that's what Debo Samuel was the second he half of the year. He was the yeah. spellback. Yeah, he replaced the big play element the 49ers didn't quite have with Raheem Mostert. And, and Elijah Mitchell is really good, and he has some top-end speed. But it felt like Elijah Mitchell was always so close. And I, we might see that in year two from him where he breaks more big runs. It felt like he was just that one that one last guy just got him down to where it looked like, oh, man, he could almost break this one and go the distance 70 yards. And, and he kind of – and he broke a lot of tackles, so don't get me wrong. But he it was always just one little move, one broken tackle maybe away from – breaking the big run multiple times this season. So maybe there's more there from Elijah Mitchell too. So essentially with Raheem Mostert, you just can't spend that much at running back when you've got a good young starting running back. So yeah. you, you you have him a, a dollar amount, which is probably less than the 2.9 million that he made last year, which seems like he should be able to get it somewhere in the free agent market more than what the 49ers should be willing to offer. And the 49ers shouldn't go crazy spending money on Raheem Mostert, in my opinion. My man. He yeah. Is, but I like Raheem he, Mostert. He is a difference maker. Player. Yeah. And I think it was Kyle Shanahan that talked about how, you know, there were some plays that he couldn't call because he didn't have Raheem Mostert. There were things that were specifically for him. And again, I, I just, I can't put enough emphasis on what he does to a defense. Like the, the way he changes your angles, I mean, and just blows by him. And a lot of people were like, oh, I mean, yeah, that was a good run by him, but look at this, look at this DB's angle. Like it's terrible. And it's like, he's the reason, he's the reason yeah. for the bad angle. Outruns like, the angles. You can't get an angle on Raheem Mostert. And if you're trying to run wide zone, there's nobody that presses the edge with more explosiveness in the NFL right now than Raheem Mostert. So wouldn't be shocked at all if he ends up a Miami Dolphin. Next, another free agent running back for the 49ers and the rest of the offensive free agents. Who should they bring back? Who should they let walk? With the ever-increasing numbers of makes, models, it's now impossible for your local chain store, your local chain auto parts store, to stock all the parts you need for your car or truck. So why endure that? Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning about your vehicle? Sometimes you don't really even know all the answers. You need someone that are pros like rockauto.com to lead you through it and find the exact part you need, which they will have in stock, an unbelievable selection at rockauto.com. Come and you're, you're at the counter at an auto parts store. There's a guy looking at the screen. You don't know what he's looking at. They maybe only have one part and then they still got to order something anyway. So why, why don't you just take care of it yourself? Go to rockauto.com. You've got that. You've got that computer in your pocket, you know, or your desktop at home. Why don't you go take care of that business yourself? Save time and money with rock auto. Don't spend that 30 to 50%, a hundred percent markup at your chain auto parts store. 
Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car and truck. And yes, they do have it because there's nowhere that has a bigger selection. Also, right locked in, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Here's a good question. So if you don't resign Raheem Mostert, do you need to throw a few bucks at Jeff Wilson, who's also a free agent, and he didn't make that much less than uh, Raheem Mostert last year. Raheem Mostert made $2.9 million. Jeff Wilson was at $2 million, a little over $2 million. So if you're going to sign a free agent running back, might as well throw a couple extra bucks at Mostert, let Wilson walk. Do you think Mostert makes that much more than Wilson? They both have injury histories, or do you just let them both walk? I would, I would, I would throw an offer at Mostert. Uh, Jeff Wilson, who I love the way he runs, he runs hard, but I don't think he does anything for me in the sense of I have to have this running back. So definitely, I mean, you know, Mostert, you get an offer, nothing too crazy. We'll see if he bites, but Jeff Wilson, nah. And I like Jeff Wilson, but nah. I like Jeff Wilson too. It, it kind of depends. You just put a put a number out there that's pretty low, and if you can get him back at those numbers, then, then you sign him. And if not, then you have to be prepared to let some guys walk because of the cap situation for the 49ers. And look, you've got two young rookie or second year running backs. Now you've got Jamichael hasty. Um, you've got nine draft picks. You can draft a couple other late round picks and, and keep that, keep that spending low at running back. If there's a place they could save some money, running back should be that place, but you, you definitely check in with Raheem Mostert. See if you can do a sweetheart deal with him. See if, you know, he wants to stay in the Bay or something like that. Get that done. Otherwise, I think you have to be prepared to let some of these guys walk. So right now we're on Lake and Tomlinson as, as really the priority on the offensive side of the ball for the 49ers if they are going to spend any money on in-house players. How about Ross Dwelly, who was an unrestricted free agent for the first time in his career? $1.6 million last year. Do you go to the draft and and hold on to Kittle and Warner, then just go back to the draft maybe? Um, they, they signed Jordan Matthews this offseason to a, a contract next year on the very cheap. So, Ross Dwelly, couple bucks let him walk do you think he's going to get money elsewhere i just i i keep coming back to the jets and the dolphins you know with those coaching staffs that have left the 49ers i just feel like it's going to be a good landing spot for a lot of these guys and better cap situations to sign some of the free agents that the 49ers probably shouldn't be spending extra money on i i think if you are mike mcdaniel you know it, it helps to have guys come in that understand the offense and can actually help you know if maybe he's saying things a certain way but have that guy that's like Listen, man, this is how you, you know, you do this. And I think Dwelly is one of those guys. As far as the 49ers, I, I don't think he moves the needle enough for me. I feel like he had a lot of opportunity and he's been on the team long enough. But where was he? Like second half of the season, like he wasn't utilized at all. So is he a guy that I'm going to want to go out there and spend, you know, a million plus dollars on? I would say no. You know, I, I feel like you can go in the draft and find a Ross Dwelly. You know, again, you, there is that learning curve. But just having a guy where you'd be like, all right, we got George Kittle. This is going to be your responsibility, your rookie year. I need you to do X, Y, Z and, you know, get a guy to, you know, kind of understand at least that part of it. I think you're fine. So, I mean, there's a guy who was in Cole, Cole Turner out of Nevada, 6'6", like 255-pound tight end who, you know, could do some things, blocking, receiving. Actually, there were a few good receivers. Uh, there were a few good tight ends at the Senior Bowl. I mean, I would, I would go that route. And there's not that special tight end really in this class. Not like that. Not to that extent. 
I feel like there's several guys, especially with the 49ers getting, you know, more draft capital coming back to them. You can spend a fifth round pick on a tight end that'll give you more than Warner. And I said that Warner kind of took over Dwelly's spot. We saw Warner in there a lot more. Not really pass catching, but just yeah. being utilized way more than Dwelly. So yeah, you let Dwelly walk. Yeah. Warner passed him up. I don't think you are in the position to spend money on tight end three. You've got Jordan Matthews coming back, throw, uh, even if it's a seventh round pick, bring in some more competition for Warner, some competition for Jordan Matthews, a tight end four, a tight end three. Who knows? Maybe it becomes a tight end two. Who, who knows? Maybe you draft the next George Kittle in the fifth round, right? 49ers have done that once. So right. a possibility, definitely not a priority to spend money on your third string tight end in Ross Dwelly. Mohamed Sanu, and by the way, I'm just going in order of what their salaries were in 2021. Mohamed Sanu made about $1.1 million, which is not a lot. I think that might be pretty close to the veteran minimum. These, No, I think 900000 is still the veteran minimum, although it depends on how many years of service you have. Yeah, so how many years. But basically, close to minimum for someone that's been around as long as Mohamed Sanu has. He's 32 and a half years old. Um, the, the Niners got to get faster at wide receiver, I think, right? They... And with Juwan Jennings kind of taking over that bigger bodied wide receiver role, again, it's another position where, look, bring guys back at the minimum. That's already what he was making. Sure, bring him into camp, but um, you're probably not spending money on a, on a free agent wide receiver, whether it's an in-house guy or an outside free agent, right? Yeah, I, I actually maybe look to bring him back a little bit just because he, you know, this receiver group, I, I don't like it. There are a lot of people that don't think that receiver is a need for the 49ers. I, I gotta disagree. Like I, I feel like you have you got you got Debo who they use at running back as well. You got Ayuk, who, you know, hopefully he continues to come along. And then outside of that, you know, I know there are a lot of people really high on Jawan Jennings. I think he's he's okay. Yeah, like, he should be, I, he's right where he should be, wide receiver three, maybe wide receiver I four. think he's like, more wide receiver four. Right, so I kind of feel the same way. He's a guy who can get open, make some catches for you. He's not a dynamic playmaker. If you want that big slot option, maybe you get another guy who's wide receiver slash three, four, who's more of a smaller jitterbug with speed slot option who can return kicks to compete with him. Then you have Debo and Ayuk. But look, Debo's going to get used at running back more and more. Uh, if he gets hurt, you there's only you only have two wide receivers under contract next year, and you would have Ayuk, and you would have Juwan Jennings, and not much else behind him. So I think it's a big need in the draft. Got to get faster. Got to draft one of them that can probably return kicks as well. Maybe a second guy uh, to help help out your young quarterback. I, I think people people view Debo Ayuk and Jennings like it's Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. And it's not, it's not that. Like, no, like Debo, excellent. He's great. What's, you, what's funny about this process? You cool? You're gonna get some pushback at Eric underscore Crocker, by the way. If you're on YouTube, you can see it right there on the screen. <laughs> yeah, so people are you know. gonna get mad at you for saying that, Croc. But I agree with you. Like the they don't have an elite trio of wide receivers right now. You should be competing, continue to try to get better. And they only have three under contract. Although there's another name on this list below Muhammad Sanu, Trent Sherfield. His special teams value is a gunner. If you're gonna spend, I would give Surefield the money over Sanu because he yeah. can also be your wide receiver for um Jennings passed him up on the depths. It was what a weird year it was for Surefield, who was like the starter and then was disappeared by the end of the year, but he still got value as a gunner on special teams. So I don't think he's gonna cost much if the 49er wanted 49ers wanted to bring him back. But he, he can play a little bit too. Yeah, and he can play on offense, so he's he's a valuable player and 
what, six, seven years younger than Mohamed Sanu. So I think maybe re-sign Sherfield and yeah. look in the draft if you get past round two. You know, pick 93 and on the 49ers, th- late third and on. 49ers could be looking at some wide receivers if the right guy is there. I think if he showed more from a receiver that uh, per, uh, uh, aspect, that would put my mind to ease a little bit more. I feel like he has the ability. You know, training camp, he lit it up. Preseason, he came in, did his thing, made tough catches. Then the season starts, he catches the first touchdown of the season from Trey Lance. I mean, it, how odd is that, right? <laughs> and, Great. and then he's just not utilized the rest of the year. Now he's in here and there. Uh, he missed some blocking assignments. I think once against Seattle in the clutch, another one against – uh, the Rams in the NFC Championship game, but that was how they used them. Special teams come in and block, and every blue moon will throw the rock to you. I, I thought he had more value than that as a pass catcher, but maybe I was wrong. Speaking of wide receivers, Juwan Jennings is an exclusive rights free agent this year, so that means he'll be back on the cheap. Jermichael Hasty also an exclusive rights free agent. He'll be back on the cheap. Uh, restricted free why, agent. Wait, why, why is he... He's only been here for two years. Uh, two. Wait, no, he was a seventh round pick and not undrafted, right? Because undrafted right, players, right. you go exclusive rights. Oh, that might be wrong, actually. Hold on, let me check some other resources here. Yeah, we, we got. Because I know, like Kendrick Bourne, it was like yeah. you know after his third year, but shoot, Jawan Jennings hasn't even reached his third year yet. Is it? It, it wasn't. Jawan Jennings got cut and then re-signed to the practice squad after his first training camp. Did he? I think so. I think that's got to be it because he was a seventh round pick. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense. That has to be what happened. I thought maybe IR or something. Because remember, he had got hurt. He had got hurt. I think he got straight up because you can't, uh, you can't, you can't waive an injured player on the rookie contract. You have to put him through waivers. So I think he cleared waivers. They signed him back to the practice squad. Oh, okay. I remember being hurt. I remember something about his hamstring. He had a bad hamstring injury. Uh that but so right now if we're putting him in order, Tomlinson one, Raheem Mostert, yes. you make a call, see if you can get him on the cheap. And then third, maybe Trent Sherfield, just to make sure you have a veteran wide receiver who can play on offense and he also has special teams value. Yeah. But I mean, to give people there's a lot of like the core group on offense is coming back. You got your running, your starting running back Elijah Mitchell coming back. Still likely have a, a Jamichael Hasty. So there's two backs there. You know, you just want to add a couple guys to that group, free agents, draft, whatever it is. Uh, your again, core group of receivers, as well, at least Debo and and Ayuk. You got George Kittle coming back. You got Trent Williams. You got um McGlinchey, you know, as long as he's healthy. Alex Mack. So, I mean, there are a lot of guys coming back. Like, so. It sounds, you know, if you prioritize these guys, I think that just helps with some depth. One more name that we skipped over when we were talking wide receivers, and you bring up McGlinchey. Tom Compton is an unrestricted free agent. Oh, yeah. Started some games for you this year. You have to have insurance for Mike McGlinchey. I would hope on paper that you're able to re sign Lake and Tomlinson and that uh, Jalen Moore, fifth rounder from last year, could be your swing tackle. And he would be the one that would fill in because I thought he might be the one that would fill in this year after McGlinchey went down. They went with the veteran Tom Compton uh, started poorly for Compton. He got better as the season went on and then was bad again at the last couple of games. The playoffs got beat a lot. Do you let Compton walk or do you need that security knowing that you have a guy who started some games and you're not sure where the development level is for Jalen Moore? And after that, you know, who's who's your right tackle if those guys can't go? 
I, I think you let Compton walk, test free agency, see if he latches on somewhere. If he does, you roll with more. And, and all right, I got more. I got McGlinchey. More. Like, step your game up, bro. And Throw we know Kyle, Kyle Shanahan will not be shy to have that conversation with him. He's all for kind of being very bright and upfront with his players and letting them know where they stand. So, Jalen Moore, like, you have an opportunity. This was, this should be what you want. An opportunity. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with McGlinchey. You got to yep. step up. With all those draft picks to add depth, I think the 49ers are in a position where they have to play hardball with some in McKivitz? Uh, oh, McKivitz. I, I totally forgot about McKivitz. That's right. Yeah. So McKivitz has an opportunity to step up. Jalen Moore has an opportunity to step up. Those are guys they've drafted recently. You have more draft picks to add depth. You got to stay cheap. You got to keep drafting and developing talent. I think that puts the 49ers in a place where they have to play hardball with some guys and they can't nickel and dime themselves to death just for veteran players and veteran depth that they're hoping aren't going to have to play a lot. So they have to play some hardball, let some guys walk and at least test free agency. And maybe those guys come back and they're like, okay, I want to stay for this, you know, low offer that you guys are offering us. And, and, you know, maybe even that lasts all the way until training camp before they resign someone like Tom Compton and bring him back if he hasn't found a home yet. So um, some hard decisions to make, but I think only a couple players that are really important that are upcoming free agents. So I know a lot is made about the 40 free agents the 49ers have. I don't think it's a dire situation. Uh, The 49ers have their core in place. And I think maybe some more important pieces on the defensive side of the ball in free agency for the 49ers to bring back. We'll get to those names on Thursday, tomorrow, a winky Wednesday coming up. I want to say thank you to everybody out there for making us your first listen every day for your second listen. Check out Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft. I'm doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL show every day right here on the network. It can be found on all of your podcast platforms. Croc and I back tomorrow. Right here, Locked On 49ers.